sufficient. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. face of your weddings, parties, family and social gatherings or any form of event with services from Jay's Cakes and Floral Institute your number one one stop shop in the provision of catering services, decor and event management. Jay's Cakes and Floral Institute also caters for your child's future career with an excellent teaching and practical training in cake techniques, decor, floral arrangement, bridal makeup and event management. With an SHS or JHS qualification you can enroll at Jay's Case and Flora Institute for a successful career in the culinary art industry, leading to an MVTI certificate upon completion. Locate Jay's Cakes and Flora Institute at Adringano School Junction. You can also call for your special orders and enquiries on 0208-888-044 and on the World Wide Web on www.jscakesinstitute.com. Jay's Cakes and Flora Institute, your place of excellence and innovation. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. I'm teaching on the message I've titled, Effects of Prayer. Prayer is known in layman's terms as the communication between two personalities in that sense a higher and a lower personality further definition of it also says that prayer it's a communication between man and deity so that's why i started that it's a personality between it's a community between two personalities where the deity is a personality how many of you agree with that and human beings are personality. So you can't speak to stones. You communicate to a living thing, personality. Though you can tell stones or animals as to what to do. Or in, you tell trees and all. You just spoke to the fig tree and the fig tree. But when it comes to prayer, it's a communication. Are you understanding what a prayer? is a communication between two personalities or beings. Um, here we are talking about a lesser being and a higher being. Or human and deity. When you bring it into the Christian sense, it talks about man and God. In traditional religion, it is man and gods. So they use libation as a means of communing, communicating to their gods. We use the same thing. We talk to God through Jesus Christ. They speak to God through mediums which are God's. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So prayer is a two-way affair. It's a two-way affair. The lesser being speaks to a higher being and the higher being speaks to the lesser being. It's a two-way affair. It's a two-way affair. It is not a one-way affair. It's a two-way affair. It's a two-way affair. 
straight lines. The word communication comes from the word to commune, that is to have fellowship. To have fellowship. So we pray because we have fellowship with a higher being, which is God. Are you understanding me? In that sense, in the Christian sense, to God. So we commune with God. We have fellowship with God. And once we have the fellowship with God, we speak to him. And he also speaks to us. We speak to him and he speaks to us. We speak to him and he speaks to us. We don't speak to him and he will not speak to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the lesser being speaks to the higher being and the higher being speaks to the lesser being. Simple. So when even comes to traditional religion also, they speak to they speak to a higher God through mediums and they receive answers through the mediums also to themselves. When you come to Christianity, we speak to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray in the name. So when you pray, pray in my name to God. We receive answers also that comes to us. You cannot talk to a higher being without having an answer or without he talking back to you because in fellowship there is exchange of words or communication. Do you get it now? Okay. Now, effects, the word effects is to create or something that brings about a result or a change. Something that brings about a result or a change. So simply put, in communing with a higher being or to God in the Christian sense or in any other sense where prayer is offered, there is always a result, an effect that you can see or you can identify out of that prayer. That is why we will go to a higher being to talk to you because you are expecting a change or something, an effect. So prayer has an effect. It has the power to influence something in one's life or in one's area or anything that concerns humanity or life in general. So prayer has an effect. If it doesn't have an effect, nobody will waste his time to go saying it's communing or is either by the Christian praying to a God or by traditionally pouring libations to commune with his gods or anything. Anytime there is anything of that sort, it has an effect. So prayer has power. Tell somebody prayer has power. Tell somebody prayer has power. So whenever you stand to pray, you have to know that it has an effect. Whether jokingly or seriously, it has an effect. Simple. <laughs> Whether you playfully do it or you do it seriously, it has an effect. Because you are not talking to man, you are talking to a being, a higher being, and it has an effect. Sometimes because we joke with it and we are not serious, when even the effect comes, we don't know that this is the result of what I prayed for. So, but when you are serious with it and you align yourself with it, when the result comes, you get to know that, ah, this is what I prayed for. But there is no prayer whatsoever that has no effect. Every prayer whether jokingly or seriously, had an effect or will have an effect. So take it, take note of that. Come with me to the book of James chapter 5. Do we 
agree now with my explanation. Going to James chapter 5. We are using scriptures now. I'm reading from verse number 16 to the verse number 8. He said, confess your trespass to one another. In other words, things you've done that are wrong, we should confess to one another. And pray for one another. Pray for what? One another. That's praying on behalf of somebody. We call it prayer of intercession. I'm not talking about different types of prayer today. I'm talking about prayer in general. But this is the prayer of intercession. There's the prayer of supplication. There's prayer of intercession. There's prayer of thanksgiving. There are different types of prayers. But I'm talking about prayer in general. Is that okay? So he said, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another. In other words, stand in for someone. Pray, intercede for the person. And he said, that you may be healed. So we realize here that one of the effects of prayer is that when even we, your brother is going wayward, are you getting my point? He's going wayward or things, his life is not better off. It's not about to gossip about it. All right? If the person even comes to tell you that, oh, maybe I'm having challenge, a weakness of fornication or having challenge of fear or having challenge of kleptomania or having challenge of stealing or whatever challenge the person might have he is confessing his trespass that is the sins that besets him or the omissions of his life as a believer and he says that when he confesses we should pray for one and he say we should discuss it tell somebody he says you should discuss it okay he said you should pray so he comes to you and tell you that maybe my challenge has been coming is drinking I have a weakness in drinking, or I cannot pray, or I have a weakness for women, or whatever it is. He said, you should do what? Pray for one another. And he said, when we pray, the effect is that we may be healed. We may be what? So in other words, in our trespass, we are sick. Anytime there is a trespass, there is sickness. But it takes prayer to heal that person and that healing there is to restore the person into the kingdom. What God intends for the person's life. So if you are righteous, you pray for the one you think is not righteous. So that he will become what? He'll be healed from his ways of unrighteousness to become what? Righteous. So prayer has an effect. So one of the effects is that prayer brings healing. Prayer brings healing. Morally, physically, and spiritually, prayer brings healing. Morally, physically, spiritually, prayer brings healing. It can heal somebody morally, take the person from immoral ways of life. It can heal physically, be the person is sick in one way or the other. It heals emotionally. Amen. The person has emotional challenges and imbalances. The prayer can help the person because sometimes some, the person's emotional challenges leads him to do other things. And he says that prayer has that effect to be able to heal the person emotionally. Psychologically, the person's thinking and how he's feeling. Prayer can help the person. If you pray effective for the person, it can help the person change. And his thinking will align to the will of God. So prayer has effect. Physically, it also heals. It heals the person physically. He might have pain in his legs, headache, whatever, stomach, whatever. When you pray, you will get to see the healing. So, it has effects of healing. Tell somebody, prayer has an effect to heal. 
Tell the person prayer has an effect to heal. So he said the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The righteous here is not talking about righteousness in deeds, but he's talking about righteousness by relationship. Righteousness by relationship. Tell somebody righteousness by relationship. Now, when we receive Christ as our Lord and person, he becomes our righteousness. Jesus becomes our righteousness. So we do more and more boast in ourselves, but we boast in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. So once I am born again and I'm relating to Christ, I am righteous. So our righteousness is by relationship and not by works. Because our works are like filthy rags before the Lord. We are, no man is justified in the eyes of the Lord except through the washing of the blood of Jesus. So when we receive Christ as another personal savior, we are saved. By that salvation, we obtain righteousness. That is right standing with God. Right standing with God. It doesn't mean we will not have weakness. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. It doesn't mean we will not fall short. But what it means is that now we have what it takes to help us to overcome. So we don't stand now before God condemned. We stand before God justified. Just as if we have not sinned. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has been shed to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we are, we are become righteous because of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of salvation. So tell that somebody you are righteous by relationship. So he's saying that those that are in relationship with Jesus, their prayer, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Which means that anyone that is related to Christ, anyone that has received Christ as his Lord and personal Savior, his prayer carries weight. His prayer carries what? Weight. So there is no class one prayer and there is no class two prayer. There is no nursery prayer and secondary school prayer or university prayer or graduate prayer. Once you have received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and you have been welcomed into the fellowship of our Lord Jesus Christ, your prayer carries weight. You can Immediately you are born again today, your prayer carries weight. The same thing somebody that is born again 20 years, prayer has effect. When you also get saved today and you come into the body of Christ by relationship with our Lord, instantly your prayer has effect. Because the key word there is that the prayer, the effect of the righteous man avails much avails much. What makes a thing effective? When we say something is effective, what do we mean by that? I've already explained to you what something effective means. Am I right? Because I've spoken to you about effective prayer. So he said effective, something that has what? Influence or something that has what? Results. And effectiveness comes by consistency consistency you are effective when you are consistent you are not effective when you are lackadaisical or temporal 
So when he said this man is an effective person, it means that the person has over a period been consistent with what he's doing. Because in the consistent practice of something, you become effective in it. You become an effective driver where the more you drive, the more your skill goes up. You become an effective footballer the more you train with the ball. You become an effective communicator the more you communicate. You become an effective teacher the more you teach, you grow. So it comes by experience and experience comes by consistency of doing something. So effectiveness is how consistent you do something. So he's saying that the righteous man who prays consistently is prayer has effects. Tell somebody consistency. Tell the person consistency. Don't forget what we are talking about. We are talking about the effects of prayer. So once I am saved, my prayer carries with it. But as I do it consistently, it avails more. Do, do, do you get it now? Okay. So he says, fervent. To do something fervently is to do it passionately. Passionately. Somebody say passionately. So he said that if I consistently do what I'm doing and I do it with all my passion, that prayer will result in something tremendous. Let's bring it to normal life. If you are passionate about what you do, you are passionate about singing, you are passionate about cooking, you are passionate about doing sewing and everything, and you do it consistently, you stand out of it. People begin to look for you because you carry something. They are not coming to you because of your name, but they are coming to you because you have developed a skill. A skillful person is somebody who has consistently worked on himself. And now, what he has now is marketable. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? It's marketable. And people will always gravitate towards something that sells or something that is marketable. It is not something that you do it anyhow. So if you want people to place wealth or value on you, you have to be first of all, become fervent. You have to be also be consistent. Amen. Be consistent. So he's saying that when we are saved by salvation and our prayer is effective, something that produces results, that is, it is consistent with the time, it's consistent with the need, it's consistent with the challenge, and it is fervent with all passion and zeal and concentration, we will have the results we are looking for. It does what avails much. And he said, Elijah, I'm still going on. He said, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. What he's simply saying is that when we hear of Elijah, we think Elijah is a supernatural person. Somebody that was not born by a woman. Or someone that does not have the weakness of a man. Amen. But he's trying to tell us that we should not look at Elijah in that sense. Elijah was like any of us. He said, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. What is our nature? We are fierce. We sleep. We wake up. We go to the loo. We wee-wee. We poo-poo. Are you there with me? We eat. We have, I mean, you look at yourself. So he's trying to say that whatever we can identify with, that we can use as an excuse to say that my prayer cannot be heard by God or my prayer is not effective. Elijah also has the same thing. In fact, Elijah ran away from Jezebel. Hello? He got on fire, but he was running away. 
So Elijah was like any of us. We have doubts. Elijah have doubts. Don't forget that he has doubts. He said, God, I am the only prophet that is left. Why should you leave me and all those things? And God said, shut up. There are about 350 who have not bowed their knees to bow. He has his doubt. If you know that God is God, he wouldn't have asked that question. And we all go through, we have our doubt. You see, what he's trying to tell us here that we should not have excuse. You see, people have excuses and said, me, I know when I pray, God will not hear. Me, I know my prayer is not effective. Me, because I can't speak in tongues the way they speak me, I know, forget it, I can't even pray. So I need somebody to pray for me. And so we always feel that somebody's prayer is more effective than ours. And he's saying that it is not like that. Once you are righteous, you have a fellowship with Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, your prayer avails much. Get the bottom line from today. And he's saying that, so when you stand in prayer, have that understanding. Don't let your mind condemn you. And he said, Elijah was like a man like us. We saw Elijah praying that the rain should not fall, the rain should not fall. He prayed again, the rain fell. But he said that he did that, we think it with a supernatural person, holier than anybody and whatever. But no, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly, which means he prayed what? Consistently with passion. With passion. Consistently with passion. On one thing, that it will not rain. Specific. He was specific in his prayer. He was not generalizing his prayer. He was specific in his prayer. So one thing you also have to understand is that prayer should be specific. Prayer should be specific. Not generalization, specific. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. He didn't say whether it will rain or not. He said it will not rain. And he did that persistently with focus, with his energy, with his attention, and with everything. And he said, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruits. A man like us. When did you pray that it should not rain and it didn't rain? When did you pray that it should rain and it rained? When did you pray that fruit should come up and they came up? You will look at it and think it's an, it's, it is too, it's a reserve of certain people to do it. But the scripture is telling us it's not a reserve for anybody. It is a reserve for anyone that is saved of the Lord. Do you not get it? Hello, are you here with me? So when you stand in prayer, it is just a requirement you need to know. One is that you are saved. You have a fellowship with the Lord Jesus. You are righteous. The second thing you should know is that you need your prayer to be effective. When you, your prayer has to be effective, you don't get distracted. You have focus. Effective person has focus in what he's doing. Amen. And that prayer has to be fervent. You put in all your energy and your concentration. And when that is done, you get the results you are looking for. And the other thing is that you pray specifically, not generalization, specific. You can only generalize when you don't know what to pray specifically. That is where Romans chapter 8 verse 26 comes in. We do not know how we should pray, but the Spirit helps us from verse 26. Can you give me Romans 8 from 26 as it's 28 or so? 
Yes, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray. You don't know. That means we are confused as to what to pray about. Are you there with me? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be what? Uttered. So here, when I am confused and I don't know what to pray, it doesn't still take away my effectiveness. It doesn't still take away my fervency. Are you understanding me? But the simple thing that because I don't know what specifically to pray about, I feel bad in my spirit. I feel confused. I've, I dreamt I don't even understand the tail and the head of the dream, but I know that this dream might be something or something is happening to me that I cannot place a finger on, but I need to pray. So here, I need to pray in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 13. Let me show you something. From verse 1. Am I communicating? Said, so, though I speak with the tongues of men of angels, but I have not laughed, I have become sounding brass or a cleansing symbol. And he says that, oh no, take me to 14. 14. First Corinthians 14. From verse 1. I don't want to go more. Say, so, pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially you may prophesy. And verse 2 says, he said, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. But to, to God. So if I'm praying in that tongue, I don't have a business with any man to understand. I don't need to understand. I don't know what to pray for. I am praying through the spirit. For no one understands the however in the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. I'm speaking mysteries. And a mystery is anything you cannot interpret or you cannot phantom. That is where now speaking in tongues becomes what? Important. That speaking in the normal language, your understanding. So I need to speak in tongues because there comes a time, it's not every time that I will know what to pray for. So when he gets there, I will switch into the tongues and I'll pray in tongues over a period and I'll be free. I'll be released. I'll be liberated. But when I know exactly what I need to ask, that I need to ask for a basket, I don't need to speak in tongues. I go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need this basket and this type of basket is what I want specific because it's a specific god but when i don't know what to ask though i even need a basket but i don't even know the specifics then i need to pray in the spirit so that the holy spirit who knows what i really want because sometimes i can say i want baskets but i might not be able to be sure of which type so the holy spirit who knows my desire and know what is good for me will not interpret god and say god father this guy he's praying you know but this is what exactly what he wants so he can give me exactly what will make me happy that is where he comes in. Are, are you following what I'm saying? But when I know what to pray for, he doesn't need to come in. He only facilitates my prayer through the sun. But when I don't know what to pray for, then he needs to come in to help me pray right. Because my prayer cannot be fervent and effective if it's not prayed right, if it's praying amiss. So Bible says that we ask, but we ask in amiss. In other words, we pray, but we pray not according to specifics. Hello. But it is only prayer that is in line that can receive results. And the prayer that is in line is a prayer that is effective, is fervent, is specific. Say effective, fervent, 
and specific. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.